I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse, and you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. If we're talking about accounts or kinds of content that inspire or make us think or, you know, give us some perspective on the idea of content creations. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 151. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're going to chat about some more creative content examples that we love. We've done this on a couple episodes and I, I always enjoy it. Um, just things that kind of inspire us or make us laugh or whatever. Um, before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? So I've been enjoying some shipyard pumpkin, you know, without the sugar rim because I don't have it at home, but it's still, it's still a really good beer. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like sugar rim. But I do too. And I would prefer it, but even it. without, it's pretty good. Okay. All righty. Well, as I said, we've done this um, kind of an episode before where we're, we're talking about accounts or kinds of content that inspire or make us think or, you know, give us some perspective on the idea of content creation. So, um, Jesse, why don't you go first about, you know, what, um, lovely that my phone just rings right there. Uh, real life, you, people, um, real life. Yeah. Real life. <laughs> why don't you, uh, start us off with what, uh, content you're kind of focusing on today? Yeah, so I have been really enjoying like two types of content. So I will mention an account, but this is more about the type of content versus an actual account or creator. So the first is this ASMR content, which I didn't even know what this acronym was, but I saw it being hashtagged at some of these certain video types on that I've been specifically seeing on, on TikTok. They are also on Instagram. But the definition is a ton, autonomous sensory meridian response. And it's a term used to describe a tingling, static-like goosebump sensation in response to a specific triggering audio. So this is something that you may see or you might find yourself watching and drawn in specifically for the audio. So for example, um, there is a creator, the Zach Choi, or the, I, I think that's how you pronounce his his handle. Uh, his food recipes look amazing, but it's the way he creates them with the support of sound. So you hear him chopping the vegetables. You hear him scraping food off of the cutting board. You hear him putting on cheese to a burger and it makes this like slapping sound. It's the strangest thing. And I don't necessarily get like tingling per se, but it's definitely the audio. I think that tells the story in these types of video. You know, we talk about content creation sometimes being a story and we can leverage different ways to tell that story. Um, but it was almost the absence of an, of, you know, a, a, a spoken narrative for this one that, gave the video something more. And so you can see this type of content being done a lot with recipes, but a lot also with cleaning videos. So, or like, what do they call it? Weekend reset, you know, 
videos where people are yeah. maybe cleaning a bathroom and you're hearing them scrub. So it's, and then they might be squeegeeing. So it's like, and then they're like spraying. So it's, yes. or they're putting things away. Maybe it's the weekend reset. And so they're like putting, you know, they're restocking their Q-tip holder. And so you hear like the glass and they're, you know, refilling their water bottle or whatever it is. So it's all just the audio and it's so interesting. So I've been, it's been interesting to see how different creators leverage different techniques to tell a story and engage their audience. So that that's, is, you know, I'm not, I'm not familiar with this at all. Yeah. Well, so, clearly my TikTok has the algorithm to draw me in with it. I mean, it sounds absolutely fascinating to mm-hmm. me that this should be a thing. But, you know, it, it makes sense because, you know, I was an acting major in college for a whole, like, you know, year, maybe two. And, um, you know, we studied film a lot. And I couldn't tell you the movie at this point. It was something kind of artsy and you know, something I probably wouldn't have watched had it not been for this class. But I remember the character was um, deaf in this in this film. And the it was very much uh, like nothing was said in this scene, but it was all about like the sounds around them mm. um, and how that built tension. Yeah. Um, and there's another kind of example of that with, which is um, Wait Until Dark. It's an old movie um, with Audrey Hepburn. And I actually saw it as a play first. And um, the main character, she's blind. And with Audrey Hepburn playing this this blind woman, and um, basically someone's broken into her house. And so she's all she's using is her, you know, her ears to hear what is going on? Where is this person that's broken into our house? And it's like, I remember the play and then I remember the movie and it was so effective with how um, the sounds, all of a sudden you hear like a scrape of a chair or mm-hmm. like a scrape of floorboard or something like that. And, you know, at, at this she was going to be attacked by this person. She's trying to hide and everything. And just like the chills. I mean, I, you're saying you don't get like that feeling, but I certainly do. And yeah. I just remember like, feeling the the hair on the back of my neck stand like I'm thinking about it right now and so yeah. that is I'm really gonna have to check that out because that is super effective on me yeah like that's that's the kind of person I am so right oh my gosh yeah it's really interesting co- content so if you're a creator out there and you're trying to figure out a way to to uniquely or you know differentiate yourself when you create very consistent and repetitive content I think that's yeah. like something you, you know, someone could look into. Um, Definitely a way to stand out because so many people are focused on like the voiceover. Like I know so many, you know, brands that I work with when they request, request a reel, it's like they not only want like pretty music or the music that kind of goes with it, but they also want like the voiceover of like an mm. explanation. They don't just want the text on the screen anymore. It's they want that voiceover as well. Yeah. So it's a way to differentiate yourself from a lot of yeah. other creators. You're totally right. Yeah. Ooh. As I said, yeah. I kind of got chilled. So I would say that's um, one type of content. And then the other type of content, which is a little bit, I would say, more mainstream. You probably have heard about it. You've probably seen it. Is the get ready with me content. 
And I feel like that is also synonymous with like the wind down or Sunday reset like content that I've been seeing. And I mentioned that a little bit with the, with the ASMR content. Um, and I find for me, what draws me in is like, I just, and I, and I, and I, I know I've spoken about this on this podcast before, but I think people want to feel relatable or they want to be entertained or they want to be educated. Right. And I think TikTok has done really, really well in tapping into all of those three sort of buckets, but the get ready with me content, I feel like is really, really interesting because it does, like I said, it allows you to sort of feel that sense of relatability. You feel seen. It's like, okay, their lives are very similar to you, but it can actually also have the opposite effect and being like, who lives like that? Like who has a 19 step skincare routine? Because I literally just wash my face and put some moisturizer on. So in some cases- And you still look like a baby. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So- well, thank you. But um, but then it can also find yourself in the middle where, you know, you may not live the way these people do, but you maybe now are motivated or inspired by something that they do in their daily routine and you aspire to it. So I find that these people are still relatable, you know, but with areas of their life that I would want to steal or maybe incorporate into my life. So I feel like that's one reason I'm also drawn in to that content. But yeah, I think, you know, again, the flip side of all of this stuff with the Sunday resets and a day in my life and the getting ready with me content is that sometimes it's just not relatable at all. You again, the 17, you know, 19 step skincare routine or the way they make their house feel cozy every single night. Like who has time for that? Like, I don't know who has time for that. So in some cases I do find myself rolling my eyes, but I do watch the whole video. So if the intent is to engage your audience, whether I guess this is controversial, whether they like it or not, it still had an effect on, on my um, engagement with, you know, said creators. I, I actually really love get ready with me content. Um, I always want to do it. I always mean to do it. Uh, but I just can't get my life in order. <laughs> well, I mean, the and- the amount of work that goes into it, the setting up the different camera oh, angles yeah. and, you know, then splicing it together. And I mean, so many of these, I'm like, you know, it probably took her 10 minutes to set up the camera. And that, I mean, I guess if you do the same kind of one, there's one, um, influencer that I follow on Instagram and TikTok. And she does, <clears throat> she does, the content is very repetitive. It's almost like just mm-hmm. rinse and repeat. So she probably has all the angles figured out and like how to set it up and do all that. But it still takes a lot of time. You know, I always want to, like, we just got back from um, a hosted stay up in Portsmouth and it was only a couple nights. So, you know, I didn't, have to pack a ton with two kids you got to pack more and especially a kid that's teething and all that kind of stuff you got to pack even more in that case but it's not a ton and I was totally meaning to do you know in a in in kind of the same vein getting ready with me content like pack with me content yeah Mm -hmm. you know (sighs) did I do it absolutely not (laughs) 
<laughs> and now I'm like, you know, everything's already like in the wash and because Alex comes home and he's like, all right, everything in the wash. Um, but I'm like, can I figure out like what we actually wore? Like, I'm going to look through the photos and like, maybe I can just pull it out of the wash after it's done and just like do it like I am going like after the fact. You or know? you could just be authentic and say, come repack with me for our trip because I did not do it beforehand, but I want to still show you what I took. We Yeah, what we took and what we used and what we did. Exactly. Didn't I think that would be totally stuff. fine. Do that. Yeah, and that's like go. a fun, different spin on it. There you go. That might be what I have to do because, yeah. as I said, I couldn't get my act together with everything going on. And I mean, it's the holiday. You know, we're, we're, we are recording this right before Thanksgiving and it is the holidays. So it's kind of like like give me a break here so yeah okay well that might be something i have to do and then so yeah Jessie, well you really good finds yeah a couple of really good stuff but i know you have a couple of really good examples and unique examples so yeah let's dive into so, some content that you're being inspired by you know we've talked about finding a niche before and like you know um how that can really help you to kind of find your audience so I'm kind of talking about these really um, specific niche accounts um, where it does, but where these people don't necessarily, you know, sometimes people think, oh my gosh, if I niche myself down too much, then I don't really allow myself to do, you know, like, like it gets too specific. These two examples are ways of being super niche, kind of, you know, narrowed down, but there's a lot of wiggle room in there. So what I'm talking about is like hyper local accounts. Um, I don't know what the story is with these um, at like city explore city dot explore accounts, but there's a lot of them out there. My mm. my favorite happens to be Paris dot explore, um, but there's also New York City dot explore. So I'm, I'm I've been trying to figure out if these people are like if this is like the same person or if it's been like a spinoff account, like somebody see, saw like Paris.explore or the New York City.explore and like made their own thing with the next, you know, what it is. Mm. Um, but these accounts have huge followings. Um, you know, Paris.explore has 1.6 million. New York City.explore has 2.1 million followers. Um, and what it is, is, as I said, it's this hyper local information. Now, obviously, these are very large very popular travel destinations. Um, so as I said, it's, it's, there's a niche here. It's all about one city, um, mm -hmm. specifically kind of focusing on that travel mm -hmm. angle, but there's so many different things you can talk about. You can talk about the food, you can talk about the hot spots. you can talk about the different kinds of travel to those cities like budget or luxury or, you know, solo travel, um, family travel, deals, um, all that kind of stuff, you know, the best photo spots, right. just the kind of opportunities. Again, this is like a niche account, but yeah. the opportunities are endless. But it also is a great example of um, UGC content. And we've talked about that too, user-generated content, where, you know, again, these are run by somebody out there but they're not necessarily taking all of the video or photos that are actually appearing on these accounts in fact um you know and they tag they're really good about it um 
But, you know, there's one I'm looking at right now on the Paris Explorer, and it's talking about Montmartre. And there's credits to, you know, it's a, it's a carousel post, and it's all video, um, almost all video, mostly. And it gives credit to all these people, Globetrotter, Alb Paris, Victoria, Mel, um, people that took these photos or these videos and they've gathered them together in these this carousel post and they're gorgeous photos of Montmartre in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, pictures of obviously the Eiffel Tower from all different angles taken from all these different people that obviously are not necessarily directly related to this account but because they have either tagged these people or they've been found by these this Parasite explorer account their content is featured on there so this person whoever has created these dot explore accounts has figured out a way to make a super niche account but you can talk about this city in a million different ways and you can use all these different people, their photos, videos. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they're getting, you know, permission. Mm-hmm. I would assume so since they're tagging them. Um, but that brings up a whole other conversation we're not going to get into right now. Um, but again, it's it's just a way to be super niche. And obviously, it's working for them because, as I said, 1.6 million followers on Paris.explore, 2.1 on New York City.explore. And they're great accounts to follow if you are traveling to the area because, you know, usually there is some kind of informational angle. Here. Yeah. Um, you know, using text overlays and stuff like that um, to give people an idea of what to do in that city, where to go, where to save money, that kind of thing. And again, you know, like New York's has a lot of um, Christmas stuff right now, obviously, with the trip, the the tree uh, in Rockefeller Center going up and all the stores kind of decorating. Um, so it's 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 fascinating to me that they've kind of been able to create that Mm-hmm. that niche while going all different places in that same vein um you know as somebody who grew up in the 90s um dating myself here mm-hmm. there's nostalgic accounts and this is not only kind of looking at um instagram or tiktok this is also mm-hmm. BuzzFeed. I mean, this this goes back to BuzzFeed articles where it would be, you know, the 20 things that you love from your childhood mm-hmm. that, you know, kids today will would look at and be like, what the heck is that? And it's, you know, as I said, it's like those little miniature, um, before we got on here, those little miniature things that look like little CD players. And like, you have like in syncs, bye, 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 like on a little mm-hmm. square and you stick it in there and it's like 30 seconds of that. And, you know, um, candy that didn't exist you know doesn't exist anymore that probably was a hazard to your health right um soda that didn't ex- doesn't exist anymore it's like all these things that you know we loved or we would be like oh my god i totally forgot about that like what the heck what heck happened and you kind of go into a tailwind and start looking things up um so one account specifically that i love that does this um is uh it's actually there's the nostalgic and that's who created this Nostalchicks community. Mm-hmm. And so Nostalchicks is, as I said, it's kind of a nostalgic community. 
where it focuses on 80s, 90s, and the 2000s, the aughts, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's, again, it's a lot of her stuff. And she also has, like, a Disney angle, too, which is probably why I kind of found her. Um, but it's a lot of stuff that, like, you look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, I totally remember that. Like, the the Rugrats balloon, again, talking about Thanksgiving just because we're almost there. There's, like, the Rugrats balloon from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm, like, is that mm-hmm. even in the parade anymore? I don't know. So, um, but it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then there's, you know, the Winnie the Pooh shampoo bottles that, you know, don't exist anymore. And old toys and, like, you know, memes about, remember Allegra's Window, which was, like, an old kids' TV show. Mm-hmm. And um, those, one of, the, one of my favorite ones, actually, is how I used to, it says, it's a meme, and it says how I used to scroll through pictures before Instagram. And it's one of those view masters. Do you know oh, yeah. Those where you'd, like it up to your yep. eyes and you like click it go to the they'd have those round things that you put in them yeah it's like oh my gosh i totally remember that and you know i think it's just um as we get older we kind of pine for some of those things that you know make us feel like a kid again um mm-hmm. and obviously i'm not gonna go out and buy a Viewmaster or anything like that that would be totally a waste in my household because my daughter has a tablet that she can probably do the same exact thing with it or something you know whatever um but it's just kind of remembering a simpler time in our lives and before social media and the most important thing was likes but it's incorporating social media at the same time right so and again, she's, you know, she's found some of this stuff, like some of these memes, she's definitely created on her own, but then other stuff, it's like stuff she's found on the internet. So it's pulling, you know, essentially more UGC content onto her, um, her account. And this one has 29.7 thousand followers. So obviously there's quite a few people out there like me that just want to get a little nostalgic every once in a while and see that old toy that they used to love or look the Lisa Frank pattern that they oh, had yeah. on their notebook. I was big on Lisa Frank. Sixth grade. And, oh my God. Yeah, totally. You know, the old Happy Meal, you know, prizes or the Dear Diary little thing that we all had and I never could remember my password and had to reset it every single time. You know, all that lovely well, stuff. Those are my- I think what's interesting about her account is that you may be thinking like, okay, like how, you know, some, some of us are content creators and you start because you love it. And eventually you're like, okay, maybe this can be a little side hustle or monetize it somehow. And so with yeah. her, I don't know the backstory, but this is the first time I'm seeing her content, but it, it you know, sh- it seems like she's been able to build this following and she has this whole community now with a, you know, a website that yeah. has articles and blog. But then she has links to the Amazon store, Amazon store and the LTK. Yeah, and so there is a way stuff. it's all nostalgic stuff like that, sh- that you were just talking about. It looks like you could probably purchase a lot of those things. And so what's interesting is that building this, like, again, hyper niche sort of thing can, you know, even though it's like, she's not really like, she's not really the center of attention, like your brand, where a lot of it is you and your, you know, your family and, you know, your, your right. children. It has, you know, yeah, she's yep. part of it, but it's more about other yeah. content. And then she's able to, to monetize that. So I thought that, that was really interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It is, and you know, it is fascinating. And she's got like a, she's got her own shop, and you know, she's got a place where you can collaborate with her. And you know, she went to um, an antique mall um, too. I guess she made like an a, a appearance there. So oh, obviously, yeah. she's she's doing some pretty cool stuff. And she is also on TikTok as well. Yeah, I'm. You know, I still focus mostly on Instagram. Um, and over on TikTok, wow, she's got a hundred and thirty almost 131,000 followers. Mm. Um, so, you know, she's even more popular over on there, which I've noticed a trend that, you know, trend going on with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So those would be, you know, that hyper local account, again, drawing in UGC content and talking about a specific location in a bunch of different ways. And then those are nostalgic accounts. So we kind of both focused on specific types of content, which is exactly. interesting. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think, you know, I'm hopeful that this is helpful to our to our audience and thinking about, you know, if they're just starting out, the types of content that they can start experimenting with to see what sort of works for them. It doesn't all have to be that kind of cookie cutter influencer or informational type of um, account. You know, you don't if you decide to choose a city again, it doesn't all have to be you um, you know, out there taking all the pictures of the video, if you want to pull in other people's stuff, you know, get permission. I'm just going to make mm-hmm, that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then I love, I really need to check out the, um, ASMR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This ASMR content. That's, I'm going to be going down that rabbit hole later today. Mm, yeah. Enjoy. I will. I will. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. And you can email us at cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionablykateandco. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Thank you.